Welcome to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. There is great power in the number three. It is not only the number our brains remember most, but it is also the triad, as it contains a beginning, a middle, and an end. It represents wholeness. And what better way to absorb information from the power of three coaches? We created the show with the intention of assisting you in awakening your intuition and inner coach and to help you live your best life. This is where we have real conversations and share our own personal experiences along the way. At the close of the show, we'll also offer up our own personal coaching techniques related to the topic as well. Today's topic is transformation. The definition of transformation is a profound, fundamental change altering the very nature of something. This change is both radical and sustainable, and something that is transformed can never go back to exactly what it was before. Personal transformation is a dynamic, uniquely individualized process for expanding our own consciousness. It allows us to become critically aware of our current self-views around who we are, what we want, and the motivations that drive our life choices. Once we become aware of these views and patterns, we have the opportunity to redefine ourselves, integrate these views into a new self-definition, and create a life and reality that match our truest and deepest desires. Stay tuned for this episode of the Conscious Coaching Hour. We'll be discussing transformation and share what this means to us. And remember, this is a live show, and we are offering up intuitive messages and insight. So feel free to message us on our Facebook at Love From The Hip. That's H-Y-P. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities? No problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at asteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. 
I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. On today's show, we're discussing transformation. If you have a question or need some advice, message us directly on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip, that's H-Y-P, or call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. I liked what you shared about transformation, Rory, and especially about never going back exactly as we were before, because this is right up your alley, I have a feeling. And I'd like to know, because you are a transformational coach, so how did you get into this transformational coaching? Yeah, it's funny. I think I've been a coach since I was the age of five. <laughs> my mom used to tell me these stories. Bossing around the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, no, my, my mom used to tell me these stories about how she would just come home from work and she would just talk to me like an adult and how I would just sit there and listen and she would just talk about all her problems. And she used to, you know, reflect back on this, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Like, you were five years old. That's probably not, not the right thing for a parent to do. <laughs> but, you know, I, I realized, like, throughout my life that I just had this ability to create and hold a space. People would just come into my office. I, I used to have this big chair in my office. People would just come in all day. When Take, you were five? No, no, this <laughs> is older. I was a little bit older now. I was working. I could see him in a little suit. I yeah, know, right? Yeah. Well, you know. And they would just sit there and just talk and talk and talk. And this, this wasn't even really a back and forth dialogue as much as just people talking. Mm. Yeah. And I noticed it, but I didn't really pay much attention to it. I just kind of thought this is normal, right? Like, oh, maybe this is just how it is for everybody, right? I think, yeah. I think when, we're, when you're growing up, you don't realize what is unique about yourself or your situation all the time until you get older. And so that kind of thing just happened throughout my life. And I just didn't think much of it. And, you know, when I was going through a lot of my health stuff that, you know, in the last five years and my big transformation moment, mm -hmm. um, I started to pay more attention to it. And I, I remember one day I was at the park and I was there with my daughter and a, some stranger came up to me. And, and within the next like two minutes, they were crying and telling me their entire life <laughs> story. And I thought, you know, there's some, something's here. Like, I really need right. to pay attention to this. Uh, I know sometimes I think, we want our life to look a certain way. Like I really wanted to have more kind of esoteric gifts, right? And, you know, Sakura and I talk about this a mm -hmm. lot. Like I've done a lot with energy work and sound work and things like that. But I was really discounting the gift that I did have, mm -hmm. which was really the gift to like create and hold a space and to listen to people and to have people feel comfortable. And since it was just something that was such a normal part of my life, I didn't think about it. And right. so from that moment on, I really kind of, that realization stuck with me, and I just decided to go all in on coaching. So before that moment, did you also start to notice that people who were unloading, before you even knew what transformational coaching was, that they were transforming after they unloaded? You know, like they needed someone to hear them. Yeah, yeah. I definitely had that realization, and I could watch how someone would change mm -hmm. during the mm -hmm. conversation. And it wasn't even always, you know, it, it definitely was what you said, but a part of it was just being inspiring yes. and holding a space and letting people know that they they were being heard, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I did start to pay more attention to it, and I could see the way that they would change energetically, right? Maybe coming in and feeling really heavy and kind of down, and then they would just, you know, they would be a totally different person when they left. Oh, yeah, I get that, too, because people did that for me. It's like, I don't know why I'm telling you this. And I'm like, I don't know Especially why at either. parties, right? Especially at parties. Yeah. Do, does, it, does it say therapist, We're walking coach? party favors. <laughs> well, we and, the, and the funny thing is I have a difficult time not being in that dynamic, right? You talk about like a party or a social event. Mm -hmm. That's always the role that I play. Like I have a really hard time just making small talk. Right. Like yes. I, just, I like to get in and get to know somebody and yeah. get to know what makes them tick and have real conversations. And so it's challenging for me to not do that. Yeah, that's where we're attracted to each other because I think <laughs> we all we all have that. And um, so you had mentioned this health stuff. Yeah. And I know you have a book. Yes. And so your story is in that book. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my book is really about my personal journey with chronic illness and disease and how I was ultimately able to overcome it and reclaim my health and eventually radically transform my life. And really in that process, you know, I realized that a disease doesn't have to be a curse, but it is a wake-up call. Mm -hmm. And the process of healing and transformation is a journey. And if we can learn to embrace it, it's also an opportunity where we can make radical changes. And how long ago did the book come out, Rory? 
Oh, boy. Uh, time has been weird the last year. So I think it's yeah. been about three years. Yeah. Gosh, I think with COVID, I've just yeah. lost track of time. I know. And I know I've interviewed you solo. Yep. Yep. That's how yep. we met yep. <laughs> on yeah. Love from the Hip. So can you share with our listeners just briefly what happened to you, Your the illness that you worked yes. through? Yes. I mean, I've been dealing with chronic illness since I was in my 20s. So, you know, multiple decades. And I'd gone to lots of doctors and tried to find answers and just really wasn't getting any help. And then, you know, I kind of had what I like to call a, my midlife crisis, right? Mm-hmm. Which I've seen a, a lot of people going through where they're living a certain life a certain way and eventually that's just not sustainable. Mm-hmm. So I was in a, a marriage that just wasn't sustainable. I was just having a lot of, you know, difficulty there, emotional difficulty, physical difficulty, kind of spiritual difficulty. I just mm-hmm. felt lost. And eventually it just kind of all came crumbling down. I went through my divorce and that's when I walked into my doctor and my doctor had given me some news about my health and how it had changed. And so I was really, really in a pretty frightened state at that point. And not to mention, they told you it was something more serious than it actually was. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they, (laughs) oh yeah, throw that in. Yeah. Well, they had misdiagnosed it, but, um, which was, was very scary. But then, you know, once I really found out what was going on, it was a lot like the stress of my life and my relationship Mm -hmm. and my underlying health conditions just got out of control. Like Mm -hmm. it got to a point where I really needed to deal with this or I didn't know what was going to happen. And so that started that, you know, the last five years of that journey. Reflecting back, do you feel like there was stress before that too that kind of led to to the health issues? That's a a really good question. I know. What, you know, what is the real cause of some of these issues. Well, just your, your feeling on it. Do you think that that had that kind of... My work? feeling is that there's, there was an underlying emotional issue. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then on top of that, you put on physical things in our environment or exactly. toxins or food or heavy metals or... Oh, well, just a few. Yeah. And then, you know, stress, like it's life, right? Like so many life, layers. Yeah, yeah. Life is stressful. So it's not, it's never one, one thing. thing. It's multidimensional. Well, let's get into your eight steps that you talk about in your book. Can you briefly go through... Those eight steps? Yeah. So for me, like when I wrote the book, I definitely wasn't thinking about, you know, writing the book for anyone besides myself. Right. I had gone through this process and I had taken extensive notes. And one day I just realized, oh, I'm going to write a book. <laughs> and I went through all my notes and I just organized them. In about 15 minutes, I had the, the outline for the book. You That's know? amazing. Just, and then just looking back, like, wow, this is this process and journey has been going on underneath the surface, even though. I didn't realize until that moment. And so really my book is about my my personal journey and, and a way to transform through the lens of health, but it's not just about health. These are just mm-hmm. eight steps that anybody can use to transform themselves depending on their life situation. So the first step is healing is a journey. And so it's time to get clear that illness and disease doesn't have to be a curse, but it is a wake-up call. Mm-hmm. And your process of healing and transformation is a journey. And if you can embrace it, it's an opportunity where you can make radical changes that will redefine you in unimaginable ways. Mm. So really it's about looking at this as a journey and an opportunity, these things that we're going through, and not necessarily a curse or we're not a victim. Second step is about evaluating your life. So I consider this one of the most important steps of healing is really, as we're talking about, getting to the root of the issue. And to do that, you need to look at the entirety of your life and not just the physical symptoms if you want to create meaningful and lasting change. Step number three is deciding to commit. So it's time to know why changing matters to you. What's going to keep you motivated on your journey of healing? What are the consequences if you fail? Are you ready to start taking responsibility for your actions so you can take back control of your life? Step number four is take back control. So taking back control of your life starts with taking back control of your thoughts, feelings, and beliefs. No matter how healthily you treat your body, A negative mind will eventually create a negative life. Step number five is choose where to start. No worthy accomplishment happens by sitting on the sidelines. (laughs) Here you learn to cast a wide net and get clear on some of the initial steps and realize that you don't have to have all the answers figured out to just take the next step. Mm -hmm. Number six is just take the next step. (laughs) (laughs) With a clear direction in mind, it's uh, time to start taking action. It's about taking the next step, even if you can't see the one right after that. Number seven is be the new you. Here's where the hard work begins. It's time to start putting yourself and your healing journey first, no matter your situation. You must stop making excuses and prioritize your needs above everything else. 
Remember to focus on the positive aspects of your life and continually take steps in the right direction. And then step eight is practice patience. Real lasting change takes time, and it's not a race. If you stay the course, every day you'll move closer to your goal. Remember to keep the end in sight and to be patient. Mm, I like those. <laughs> I do, I do. And having gone through your own healing, Brenda, how do those eight steps resonate with you? Well, you know, I think we're just soul siblings. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why we're here. Exactly. <laughs> because, you know, all of them. I just, I really like, Rory, how you put things together. I like, I like to see that because it's different than the way yeah. I do, but it's similar. Yep. I mean, it's got the same flavor and feel. And, you know, I think that I really like getting to the root of the problem. I, re- I thought, yeah. you know, you saying that is one of the biggest steps. Definitely. Was, was what people don't want to do necessarily. They want a Band-Aid. And mm-hmm. I sure did mm-hmm. for a long time until I, had to, I realized I had to. Yeah. What's causing this? And, and then the other one was, you know, your, your be the new you. That prioritizing ourselves is hard. Definitely. Working with clients, it's so hard for them to give up the codependency and give up, you know, the drama and give up all of that chaos that goes with that and making themselves a priority, Mm -hmm. you know? And so these really resonated. And I'm so grateful that you have them in print that will live forever. (laughs) (laughs) So which step do you think was the hardest for you, Sakura? Um, I would say, well, there's a couple, but definitely taking back control, right? Mm -hmm. So as you said, eliminating all of that negative self-talk, especially when you're in the fit of being really sick and you are unrecognizable, that's really hard, right? Because you just want to pour it more on. (laughs) It's like you're already low. Why not go lower? And I think part of that with taking back control is also about stepping into responsibility of your own healing. Don't just give it all over to your doctor yep. or your healer. Oh my gosh. Right? Mm-hmm. You you have to be involved. And I get emails all the time from all over the world with people suffering with pemphigus vulgaris asking me what I did, what I took, what, you know, what pill, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And what doctor? And it's it, I tell them you have to be responsible for your own healing. You have to take back control of your body. You have to also show your body that you're committed, right? Yeah. That you're in it. And I do like what you were saying about taking the next step because, I mean, you're stepping in the dark. You you have no idea what you're stepping into. But then again, like for me, I had no idea what I had. I was already in the dark. And the doctors, too, had no idea. They, you know, they, they could throw stuff at you, but they didn't really have anything concrete. So you're already in the dark. So why not? What do you have to lose? Right. If anything, you have nothing to lose but to gain. Yeah. And I, I just, I, there was a more of a, this transformational moment when I realized I was giving my power to the surgeon, mm. to the doctors and the surgeon, when my back surgery went wrong and I couldn't feel anything in my right leg and it was atrophying and I was in major pain. Scary. And she's like, I didn't do anything wrong. I said, I, I don't really care what you did. Help me. Can you help me? She's like, no, this is on you now. And I'm like, I melted down. I mean, it was like I realized at that point in time that I was giving all of my power to her mm-hmm. and that I had to take it back and I did have to advocate. So it was a it, there was a blessing in it. Right. You know, because I got that out of it, but it was I mean, I was devastated. And that's when I realized what I had been doing all of my life that that was a pattern. Right. Giving my power to other people. Yeah, no, I think it's one of the most important things, right? Mm-hmm. Like pulling yourself out of victimhood. And feeling powerless and realizing that we are all truly very powerful Mm -hmm. and we have a lot of control over our lives. Yeah. Yeah, we do. And I don't think transformation is about becoming something different, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think going through the illness and the dis-ease makes you a different person. Actually, if anything, it makes you more aligned with who you really are. We're just coming back to ourselves. It's like coming coming back home. Yeah, it's like... In a sense. It's like peeling away the... The onion, right? Well, yeah, because I was getting just, to the core. Exactly, because underneath it, at the core, you know, if you look at that, there's pureness, there's love, there's all of that, and then we have the life stuff that gets piled on top of it. And I think that this transformation, the things we go through in life, whether it's pain, sorrow, medical, that that gets piled on top. So transformation helps us just take that off, so we can get down to the heart of it. Don't you? Yeah. Th- you know, can you see that kind of like that visual? It's like dirt piling on top of a yeah. light. You know, well, a lot of it is just you know 
masks that we've chosen to wear or yeah. parts that we've chosen to play. And I think when you get into these situations where your life has just gotten to a place where you feel like it's bottomed out, then you can really look at it and question, like, why am I doing these things? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is not in service of myself, right? But right. It takes a lot to get to that place. And then from there, you can, like you said, live more from your authentic self. Mm-hmm. Make yeah. choices that are in alignment with what you really want, not trying to please another person or take care of another person or... Yeah. Yeah. What was the hardest step for you, Rory, out of your eight? I think for, you know, for a long time, I think it was the victimhood, right? Mm, like I, yeah. I had been dealing with chronic illness for 20 years. And I just mm-hmm. kind of felt like I gave up. Like, why did this happen to me? I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really getting the message. I, I didn't even understand that it was a journey for a very long time. Right. You know, it took me a long time. So I, I think I struggled with that just up until like the last five years. And then I kind of had that realization. And now it's very different. I look at life very differently now. I, I as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. Do you think we're ever done transforming? No. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> no. I mean, you hope not, right, though? I had somebody tell me that I looked up to, Brenda, honey, this is a lifelong process. And I went, yeah, yeah, I get it. She goes, no, 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 until death. And even then, you'll go on. It's like, oh, dang it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's about enjoying the journey yeah you know we get so focused on the destination what we want to have what we want to achieve that we forget about well on the way you should just be enjoying yourself all of the time because when you get that next thing that you've been dreaming of you're going to get used to it and you're going to want another thing right Right. that's just how we are so it's like if you're not enjoying the journey then you're missing the whole point of the game right Mm -hmm. yeah and then that self-reflection that helps with the transformation, right? Finding those nuggets, those things that are covering up what, what really brings us happiness right. is so valuable that we, all three of us, bring to people that we work with that, and that we've had to uncover ourselves. I mean, that's where you got to. It's like, oh, wait a second. We have this kind of wake up of... Well, because we chose to grow from yeah, it, right? Exactly. I mean, because you can choose not to do anything. Correct. We could have just sat in the illness or sat in whatever it is we're dealing with. Well, I think people also just need to realize that it's a mental shift, right? Mm -hmm. Like you said, it's not about the doctors going to fix me or take care of me, and I'm just going to give my power away, and I'm going to wait. Right. It's like, oh, wait, this is an opportunity for me to change, for me to reflect on my life. And I think a lot of people just don't ever really actually see that. And it's a practice. Well, it is a practice, yeah. To change that mindset, right? To not be stuck. Oh, well, yeah. And, okay, so what do you guys think? Can we do this by ourselves? Or is it good to get some guidance, some assistance? It's support? good to get guidance. As I said, just don't give it all away. <laughs> right? Be involved. But, I mean, having, like, a support because, like you talked about, oh, yeah. asking I, I, for help. I had an entire team of people, yeah. you know, intuitives, yeah. energy healers, sound healers, like you name it. Like I found, I formed my A own. A lot of them I've interviewed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I formed my own team. Everybody yeah. forms their own team. And that's just to have support, right. guidance, to teach you to look at life in a different way. Like you need to find somebody that's solved your problem, ideally. Right. And go, you know, have them as a mentor. Right. And also someone to hold space, as you were saying earlier. Yeah. To hold that space for you to be as vulnerable as you can be. And that can be different for different people. Yep. Like, you know, I use naturopaths and chiropractors along with sound healing, Reiki, you know, doing all of that, too. Do you find that, too, Sakura? Oh, absolutely. That you have, it's, there's a team. I yep. don't think we're meant to do it by ourselves, but the ultimate responsibility is us taking that for ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And taking, is like, the ultimate choice is mine. Yep. And what I do with this, it's not up to anybody else. I'm co-creating an right. environment. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we are going to take a quick break, but don't forget, if you have a question about transformation or would like an intuitive message, then message us directly on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip, that's H-Y-P. Everyone stick around for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. The veil is a line between physical and non-physical realities, between spirit and matter. 
Listen in to Go Beyond the Veil every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. In this jam-packed radio hour, hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil and assisting others on their journey of healing and self-discovery. They will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity, but also to make spiritual sense. They hope by offering this resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all. So join them as they go Beyond the Veil. Peach fuzz is great if it's on a peach. Let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits, leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast, and affordable. What a concept! Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best, and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Your skin is your body's largest organ. Care for it properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers several clinical facial treatments to help stimulate collagen production, eliminate toxins, boost circulation, and deeply cleanse. See a new you in your mirror. Clinical facials range from $90 and up. Do your face a favor. Sakura Skin and Mind. Erasing wrinkles, one clinical facial at a time. Learn more. SakuraSkinAndMind.com S-A-K-U-R-A SkinAndMind.com Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. On today's show, we're discussing transformation. If you have a question or need some advice, Message us directly on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P. So, Rory, what was your biggest takeaway from your whole experience? Um, that's a good question. I would say that, you know, because I was really focused on the physical for a long time, I really wasn't looking at the big picture. So I think a lot of these things take a holistic approach. And really, when I say holistic, I... I I'm talking about four areas. There's the physical, right? There's the mental in terms of kind of the way you're thinking. I think there's the emotional and the spiritual. Mm -hmm. And so for me, real transformation means ideally looking at all of those categories. Because as we've talked about, I think when it comes to health, it's not usually just one thing. It's not just I have this and I take a pill and it goes away. It's like, well, Mm -hmm. why is your body reacting like that in the first place? And I think that's true with all areas too, not just health. Yeah, 100%. right. When we look at relationships, when it's not just about the one thing that we think that it is. Darn oh. it! <laughs> you know what I mean? Can it, it be easier? I know. <laughs> all right. Well, let's go to some of the messages we have for today, Eric. Yeah, Amanda from Connecticut says, "I'm going through a divorce and struggling with being a single parent, which is a huge challenge for me. I feel very isolated." What are some of the things I can do to settle into this new change? Anybody here well, have experience all answer with that? that? <laughs> yeah, anybody a single parent <laughs> and divorced? Uh, I would say having been a single parent for 17 years, it takes time and to be patient and to be kind. And I, I struggled a lot with the holidays, I would, will admit, you know, being around other families, especially mm-hmm. Christmas and Halloween even. So it's challenging, but I I would also recommend not to just go out there and jump into another relationship, you know, because there's healing that needs to take place. And that's it's it's not just for your child, but also for yourself. It's just really important. Yeah, I, I think you have to just embrace the situation. So I think a lot of times what happens is when you're leaving a relationship, right, as Sakura's mentioning, like, Maybe you want to get right back into one. Yeah. You're feeling mm-hmm. like you're not whole because you're not in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that you are in this position and you are single, but there's a lot of things you can do to build a really happy, well-rounded life. And so I think you just have to fully embrace it and to take it seriously and to look at it as an opportunity to 
learn new things, to meet new people, to take classes, to go find, you know, I mean, find different other parents that have kids that you mm-hmm. can interact with instead of wishing it was something different. Mm-hmm. I think you have to be really careful about just like focusing on, I just need to get back into another relationship or I just have to like suffer through this time until I get back in another relationship because you don't know how long that's going to take. And you do have the opportunity to make a really good life by yourself. And it is hard sometimes. I mean, I've gone through that for a long mm-hmm. time. It's, as you mentioned, holidays or these different events when you feel like, you know, you want to share your life with somebody, but you do have a child and that's a pretty amazing person <laughs> to share your life with. So. Well, and it's okay to be isolated for a bit mm-hmm. because we are healing our wounds. And, and it depends, you know, on what got you into the divorce. When I got into mine, it was, it was a mixture of things, but I felt very betrayed because of some things that he had done. And so if that's the case, I really realized I needed to heal me first because I didn't want to go back into another relationship like that. How could I learn to trust myself? So I took that time for healing. Um, and like you were saying, Rory, took some classes, read some, do some things, mm-hmm. um, and also surround myself with women friends that could support me, that knew and could you know, I could cry on their shoulder. Yeah. I could, you know, keep talking about the same thing until they said, okay, we're done with you talking about that now, Brenda. But I needed that safe space. And so just surrounding myself with people who support me, but also taking the time and going, what can I learn about myself right now? That's really good. Yeah. I did not do that. <laughs> <laughs> I under- entered into relationship after relationship after relationship. Well, this was my third divorce that I finally oh, okay. figured that one out because the other two were just like that relationship after relationship. Right. The third one, I kind of went, okay, I'm done with this pattern. Sure. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Well, I hope that helps you, Amanda. Well, let's go back to our messages, Eric. Yeah. Jeremy from San Francisco says... I've been working remotely for the past two years and really like the freedom it affords me. But I'm worried that my social life has gotten so small that I'm starting to feel lonely. Mm. I'm not sure what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would imagine there's a lot of people that can relate yeah, I mean, to that. I mean, you're right working now. from home. Yeah, you no, yeah. I, I, you know, I've been having kind of that same realization that I feel like the last few years for a lot of us, our life has gotten a lot smaller, right? We weren't able to connect with right. people that we normally would connect with. And it's a slow process, but I think we're finding ourselves coming out of that process and, and just me realizing like, oh yeah, my life got smaller and I am feeling the effects of that, working from home every day, not seeing as many people. It's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think we definitely have to, to take a look at it and decide. I think some people... Don't mind it. I like it. Yeah, right? Some people don't mind it. <laughs> yeah, introverts are going, yeehaw. No, I'm an extrovert. <laughs> that's true. And I like it. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think, think that's the thing. Like, You get to be more selective. Do you like time. it? Do you not like it? Right. And I think mm-hmm. the question is, if you don't, then what are you going to do about it, right? Well, and, and look at this lonely feeling. Because sometimes things fall away, like what's happening this last couple of years, things fall away. And that's kind of a good thing, like you're alluding to. Then you get to be more selective. Mm-hmm. But the loneliness, where is that coming from? Yeah, really. And and is it are you are you afraid? This is a hard question, but are you afraid to be with yourself to kind of figure those priorities out that you talked about earlier, Rory, which was really good. So, what are the priorities? How can I look differently? And who do I want to spend time with? Who am I becoming? Who am I changing into? And I want to surround myself with people like that. And that takes a little work and a little investigation to not feel lonely. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? And it's not only the who, but also the environments, right? Yes. You get to be more selective about that as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Again, I think it's an opportunity to start over. Mm-hmm. Right? How do you want to recreate your life now that we're entering this new phase where people are wanting to socialize again and everything seems to be open? And mm-hmm. so it's like, well, how do you want to spend your time? But I do love what you talked about, Brenna. It is you do need to look at that feeling of loneliness mm-hmm. and try to figure out where it's coming from. I mean, I think, yes, if you're by yourself a long time, for a long time, it's just natural. But right. also, is there a deeper thing going on right. yeah. that you need to address? And, and reframing it to where, oh, maybe I have a choice. <laughs> you know, opportunity. An, an opportunity. Yeah. yeah. You know? All right. I hope that helps you. Let's go back to our messages, Eric. Mark from Austin says... I've been diagnosed with a serious health issue, and I don't want to just rely on Western medicine to get healthy. 
I see this as an opportunity for change. What suggestions do you have for different modalities that can help me on this journey? Well, isn't that time? Yeah, first off, Mark, nice job. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You, you passed step synchronistic. one. very synchronistic. You passed step one. <laughs> um, you know, I think for different modalities, you know, I think Brenda had alluded to this. You know, the journey's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. My recommendation would just be to pick one thing, and that's what I did. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember the first person that I sought out. But that actually led to someone else. And so what happened, I was working with this person. They're like, oh, have you ever yeah, done this or heard of hole. this, right? And I was mm-hmm. like, nope. Actually, you know what? Now I remember. They wrote down three, three contacts that were all different. And I went out and I reached out to every single one of them. And then those contacts would go to someone else. And eventually, you try different things. And then you kind of go, oh, I like this, this, and this. And that's kind of how I form my team. But I'd say, you know, of course, we can talk about different modalities, but even just picking one person and going after that will start this kind of chain reaction Mm -hmm. that will lead you to lots of other people and different modalities. And I think, too, depending upon what the serious health issue is, you know, like for me, I sought out like more of a naturopath versus Western medicine. And then I sought out, you know, chiropractic versus that or an even osteopath. So it's, it's, you can get the guidance there depending on what kind of health issue health issue this is because that's important. But also um, the different modalities, I like what you said, Rory, it is about just starting with one because when you start on it, when you decide I want to change, I want to make a difference, right? This transformation, it's like the energy supports it and yeah. and then they lead you to other ones and you can decide for yourself. And I think this is also part of all of our journeys and especially, I can say for myself, it was trusting that, that yeah. I'm going to be guided to the next. And then you can also ask friends or other people that you know that that may be into that or even, I mean, it, I've done that on Facebook. Hey, who do you guys recommend for whatever? Sound healing, right? right? Mm-hmm. And I got quite a few suggestions. It's amazing how much people that you don't know that they know. Right. Right, that they're doing these things. And so that's another way, too. Yeah. yeah, I really like what you said about trust too. I think when you decide that this is a journey, yeah, then you will also hopefully come to the realization that you know the universe or whatever you want to call that, you call that God, mm-hmm. has your back. Yeah, and that you don't have to have all the answers, and that you can start to look for these magic moments where the universe is giving you answers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Not the answer potentially, not like the end, but like the <laughs> next clue right and it becomes fun you're like oh wow like i just went in for this and now i i got this piece of information that i wasn't expecting and it leads you down this totally different path right absolutely i would say also though before you start down the rabbit hole of all the different modalities (laughs) right is to be sure that you are really living your life like are you really living it are you just going through the motions Mm. because that is going to dictate a lot about your healing and believe me i tried every modality under the sun I laid on crystal beds. Mm -hmm. I sent my picture to John of God in Brazil. I went to Ayurvedic doctors. I went to naturopaths, Chinese medicine. You name it, I did it. And and Western medicine because there was a place for that too. And for me, nothing was really sticking. It's not to say, like as you were saying, Rory, that I wasn't getting little golden nuggets of wisdom. But it was a lot of me having to step in, as I said earlier, and step in and be responsible for my own healing. It wasn't all about giving it away. And so while those modalities are helpful, I really encourage you to be a part of that modality in some way, right? Be responsible. Yeah. Ultimately, you're the driver. Yeah. We are the driver. And that's one thing that I learned too. So thank you for bringing that up, Sakura, because it's so important to know that I was in charge of me Mm -hmm. and that I could get support, but I'm really in charge of me. And before I wasn't looking at it that way. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break, but everyone stick around for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, 
Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com. Microneedling is a revolutionary treatment that can help reduce the appearance of acne scars, fine lines, pigmentation, wrinkles, even improve the appearance of stretch marks by stimulating collagen and elastin. Sakura Skin and Mind specializes in this procedure that jumpstarts your body's natural healing process. Sakura Skin and Mind believes in not only keeping the skin up to date with the latest trends in the skincare industry, but also keeping the skin beautiful, fast, pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I am intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. Be sure to check us out on Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on 94.7 FM KBKW and 9 p.m. South African Time on Cape Town Zone Radio 88.5 FM. It's time for Sakura's Spiritual Sense. All right. Thank you, Eric. Well, let's get more insight from the universe on today's topic. Today I'll be pulling from the mythical goddess tarot deck by Sage Holloway. And the card I drew is Mother Creativity, which is part of the Wind Suits. The Mother of Wind embodies the abundant, fertile creativity of the mind. Her flow of ideas come into the earth as beautiful manifestations of heavenly creation. With her gifts comes inspiration and the very avenues where new ideas, paradigms, and realities are conceived. The Wind Mother is here to seed your fertile mind with profound essence of creativity. She says yes to your creative ideas taking flight, assisting you in bringing your creations into the world. And the message I'm getting is that many of us right now, as you guys all feel, (laughs) Mm -hmm. are feeling that we're in need of a change. And for most of us, it's a very big change. And again, it's not a change from who we are meant to be, but rather a change from being who we are not. Diving deep into your own creativity will help you to figure out where to begin because it is our creativity which connects us to our true, beautiful selves. We came into this world being, right? So get back in touch with your writing, your painting, your drawing, your dancing, your music, whatever called to you when you were younger. I promise so many answers and so much clarity lies there for you. Oh, my God, that's so perfect. Right? (laughs) <laughs> I love how you do that. It's just so right on every time. Yeah, that was great. I like um, I like the whole idea. Again, this is an opportunity, right? Well, yeah, and creativity does connect. I mean, right. I feel in flow, right? That's an inspiration. I was just thinking about dancing hmm. just recently. What, yeah. what kind of dancing? I don't know yet. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a painter. <laughs> mm. Brenda <laughs> brings it back around. Well, the first part of transformation is noticing that you are feeling stuck, uncomfortable, and unhappy. For some of us, as you've heard our stories today, we needed that huge physical 
and painful wake-up call to get our attention. But you don't have to let it go Not recommended. <laughs> no, not at Maybe all. Maybe unavoidable? I don't know. I Well, not. I might be part of the human condition. Yeah. Right. But transforming, like we've talked about, is about shedding old beliefs and stories that no longer fit who you want to become. Again, it's noticing what are those stories that we are telling ourselves. So we start our journey of transformation with creating awareness, then being willing to take responsibility, which leads to choice. This is this arc of change model that I've used now with clients, which really echoes what you say in your steps. I love this. Definitely. So the first one is get curious. What do you find yourself saying about your life or even yourself? Are they kind, loving, and empowering words, or are they harsh and demeaning? What can you replace those words or statements with that is more kind, loving, and empowering? Start using those more empowering statements or words daily, and I highly recommend doing that in the mirror. Number two is taking responsibility. Where have you been blaming yourself or someone else for your circumstances? I did. What choices have you made or not made to get you to this point? When we are willing to take responsibility for ourselves and our actions, it allows us to take our power back. And number three, what different choices are you willing to make? Think about this. How do you want to feel moving forward? What actions are you willing to take today towards that feeling? Maybe it's eating differently. Maybe it's start exercising or reaching out for support. Make it simple so you will actually take the action. And lastly, ask yourself, who do you want to become? Close your eyes and imagine this person you want to become. How do they feel inside? How do they act? How do they carry themselves? What do they enjoy doing? Now bring that energy back to you, which will help you to make these different choices and take those action steps. I love this. Yeah, there's so much similarity. I know. I I think that last one is probably the hardest for most people. Mm -hmm. You know, I find with working with a lot of my clients in hypnosis, just envisioning that future version of themselves is is pretty challenging. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. when, as we were saying, when you're in the midst of being really sick, to see yourself well, it's, it's very hard. And it, like you said before, it's a process. Mm-hmm. We don't stop. Well, and I, I think, you know, let's take the health part out of the equation. I think it's just hard for people to sometimes believe that they can create a, a different, maybe better life for themselves. Worthy of it. Yeah, yeah right. Mm-hmm. That they just don't have the confidence or the practice that they can. Or they've never had it before. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. When I was introduced to that exercise, I couldn't do it mm. because I didn't believe that yep. it could be different. Right. And it took me a while to be able to get to that point and working through that worthiness piece. Yeah. yeah I think that belief is yeah. key. Yeah. It's everything. <laughs> it is everything. Here's Rory's Reflections. Our lives are a reflection of the choices we've made up until this point. When we step back and evaluate them, we have to accept that they were created by a version of ourselves that may not be in alignment with our deepest wishes and desires. To change our lives, we have to transform ourselves. While true transformation isn't easy, it is possible. It just takes curiosity and a willingness to get to the core of who we are, what we want, and the courage and determination to put one foot in front of the other every day on the path to our new lives. Well, that was a beautiful recap. <laughs> and I love the curiosity and the willingness because really it's, it's about being curious. That's where I had to get to myself. Well, being willing to be willing to be willing to change, <laughs> but to yeah. be curious, right? Instead of dead set, this is my only way. Ask like, why. Well, ask why. Maybe, maybe there is a, how could I do this differently? Yeah, and as you mentioned, the willingness part. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to change because as we've talked about before, even a painful situation is might be comfortable. It might be the thing that you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And so suffering. Yeah. Yes. All of us and are a, conditioned to suffer. Well, and a lot of us <laughs> want the world to change or mm-hmm. we want other people to change. And it's really like I said, it's you have to decide that you are gonna be the change. And you have a choice. Mm-hmm. You, you always have a choice. We, yeah, and, and I love that. And it, that one's a hard one. <laughs> it is. It is. It is yeah. a hard one. Mm-hmm. You know, as I've learned, it's like, oh, yeah, that's easy. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, like part of this is that you might be completely changing the way that you show up in the world in a lot of different ways. And you have to be excited about that. Well, yeah. yeah. 
You're coming back to yourself. Get real excited. (laughs) Yes, exactly, because we need you. (laughs) I love that quote from John C. Maxwell, change is inevitable, growth is optional. Ugh, perfect. That's great. Because it's the growth that is the transformation. Yes. And as you said, it's it's a process. Yeah. And I I wholeheartedly believe that's why we're here, right? Mm -hmm. It's to grow, not to stay stagnant. Nope, I agree. All right, well, that's all the time we have for today. We want to thank Eric our lovely producer, KKNW, Timber Country, Cape Town Zone Radio, and you, the listener. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share our podcast, The Conscious Coaching Hour, which you can find under Love from the Hip, that's H-Y-P, anywhere you can find podcasts. And what are we talking about on our next show? On our next show, we'll be discussing the topic of trust, which we touched on a little bit today, Mm -hmm. Uh, what it means to us, how to cultivate and retain it in our relationships and lives, and how trusting wholeheartedly and support us through life's most challenging moments. That's exciting. Do you love the show? Have a question you would like us to answer on the air? Follow us, like us, and message us on Instagram or Facebook at Love from the Hip, and that's H-Y-P. You can find me at sakurasetter.com. You can find me at RoyReich.com. You can find me at BrendaReeseCoaching.com. Tune in every month on Wednesdays from 2 to 3 p.m. on AM 1150 KKNW and Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on 94.7 FM KBKW and 9 p.m. South African Time on Cape Town's 88.5 FM for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. Where we will help you awaken your intuition and inner coach so you can live your best life. The veil is a line between physical and non-physical realities, between spirit and matter. Listen in to Go Beyond the Veil every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. In this jam-packed radio hour, hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil and assisting others on their journey of healing and self-discovery. They will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity, but also to make spiritual sense. They hope by offering this resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all. So join them as they go beyond the veil.